and welcome to Neither the Time Nor the Space, a podcast about Doctor Who. My name is David, and as always, I am joined by the jubilant Matt. Hello. I say jubilant because we are finally done with <laughs> Series 2. Yeah, if anything's deserving of celebration, getting yeah. that over and done with. Yeah, I, I heartily agree. I don't want to tip my hat too much. I mean, I've already told you. I don't, as, as ranking series goes, Series 2, it's not near the top my list no i think when it's good it's very very good but yeah the good is very few and far between yeah it's slim pickings isn't it um so we're gonna follow a similar-ish structure i think to our last series yeah to wrap up i've got a few questions i want to ask you mm-hmm. um and sort of pick your brains with now that we're done with the series um i'm going to be doing my episode rankings and we've got we've got a few other bits and bobs along yes. the way as well. Um, now but, I, I want to jump straight in as okay. a surprise. Okay, okay? Ooh, because surprise. last time we did an end of series wrap up, my gift to you <laughs> was not well received. It was torture. It, it's still here on the table. What are we now? Like ten weeks later. You refuse to take it home with you. Yeah, I have not even touched it. I'm going to have a little dip in now. Let's just have a look at a random... Okay, number 55. The Doctor steps onto the platform and gives you an encouraging wink. It's a bit unpleasant, but don't worry, it won't kill you. The officer operates the controls and the Doctor fades from view. A split second later, he becomes solid again. Adds, well, not often, then disappears again, this time permanently. Now it is your turn. You close your eyes and cross your fingers. For a moment, nothing seems to happen. But then you get a strange feeling. Watching... This is rubbish! Right. Well, this time, right. I'm, I'm going to hedge my bets. Okay. Okay? Because this time, I have five gifts for you. <laughs> okay. Now, like our, our normal recording's about an hour, so yeah. I think every ten minutes or so, I'm going to give you a gift. All <laughs> oh, right. Okay, then. now they range from jokey gift right. through nice gift, I'm sure you'll okay. appreciate, You've... to sort of one gift that I'm really hoping you'll like, to like a thoughtful gift. <laughs> okay? This is like actual Christmas here. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. There's, there's a variety. I've bought, I've bought you no gift. That's fine. Your company is gift alone. Oh. That's good. Okay. So we'll go with the first one. Okay. We're we're talking physical gifts here. Gosh. Just a little package there. Okay. So I just want you to open that for me. We've got like a sort of A4 sized envelope. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So. Do you know what that is? It says Alfie Bow. Celebrity baskets. It's a bearded gentleman. Yeah, it's popular oh. opera singer Alfie Bow. <laughs> it's the face of Bow. When I typed face of Bow into eBay, <laughs> the first thing that came up was an Alfie Bow celebrity mask. And the reason I was looking for face of Bow is I remember when we were discussing the Ood, you said you had an Ood toy, but you didn't have a face of Bow. <laughs> That's very true, I didn't. You, you now have the face of Bow. <laughs> So, oh, that is that's very yours. Thoughtful. You Thank can take you. that home with you. Oh, that's it, delightful. It, if you really want, you can pop the eyes out and it becomes the most haunting, <laughs> terrifying mask. Fantastic. Well, well, I'll tell you what. I'll let you take a picture of that for, for yep. the, the Twitter feed later. We can put that on the Twitter. Oh, that is... Um... But, you know, the worst part is... <laughs> it's not altogether dissimilar to my actual face. No? If I take the specs off... Yeah, you've got a look of... <laughs> Look of bow about you. 
I mean, I'm not quite as classically handsome, but, you know. So there brown, you go. bearded man. Same ballpark, isn't it? Right. <coughs> There's plenty more where that came from. <laughs> We've got four more to go. Oh, I'm so excited now. Right. <laughs> I should compose myself. And I'm, I'm going to ask you some questions. Okay. So, we just watched the, uh, um, the Series 2 finale. Yeah. We said our goodbyes to... Rose, okay. Jackie, Mickey, Pete. Are you going to miss them? I think so. I think, in particular, definitely Rose. Yeah. Uh, I've, I said last episode I'd grown fond of Jackie. Yeah. Rose as well. And as I said at the time, we've sort of followed Rose's story. Absolutely. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I think so. Because, I mean, early on, you were kind of sceptical about Rose and, and, and Billy Piper and... She's definitely yeah. grown into the role. Oh, and I think absolutely. what I'm worried about is, now that she's no longer there, yeah. is the dynamic going to change of the show? Well, you wouldn't want them to just do a carbon copy of Rose as no, a character, no, no. would you? So it will be interesting to see who... I mean, don't want to give the game away too much, but, but we've already seen, obviously, in the Christmas special, it's going to be Catherine Tate. Yes, yeah. But, you know, that's obviously just a bit of stunt casting for a, a Christmas special. Yeah. So it will be interesting to see when we, as we move into series three proper, what kind of a character we get as our, as, yeah. as um, importantly David Tennant's first companion like cast for his Doctor. Yes. Yeah. So again in the in the series two for now, all the way through series two, we had Torchwood being teased. Mm-hmm. That was you know Bad Wolf all through series one, and then all through series two, little references here and there to Torchwood. And then in the finale, we got to see Torchwood. How was that as a payoff for I think you? I was slightly disappointed. Yeah? I, obviously being familiar with the TV show, Yeah, I was expecting Captain Jack. Yeah, I know yeah, that he's yeah. a key character in the Torchwood he show. He certainly is, yeah. So I, I was looking for... Because he's a character I'm fond of. Yeah. I was looking forward to his return. Yeah, but we didn't get, we didn't get it, no. did we? Yeah. But, I mean... Uh, next next episode we're going to be talking about uh, the first episode of Torchwood, aren't yes. we? So, yeah. um, you know, I'll be keen to see if he's brought into the fold. Then. Yeah, yeah. See how how the two relate. Um, so, I think it's fair to say, over the course of series um, one and two, at this point, the historical episodes have tended to be. Uh, the weaker ones for you, or the yes. ones that you you, you, yeah. you struggle to get engaged with, with, with the exception of Girl in the Fireplace. Yeah, I, I'd rate that as one of my favourite across yeah. both series. But I would also argue that's maybe not a pure historical because also half of it is set on a space, space station yeah. in, in a year. You know, I forget which year it is. It's like three thousand, five thousand, something like that. There we go. Five thousand, because I think it was around the time of the Bad Wolf News Empire. Yeah. Could well be. Yeah, I don't really. I'll be honest. I don't keep track of like the future timeline of Doctor Who because it's all over the map. Mm. But yeah. So having said that, are there any particular like historical periods on Earth that you would like to see the show tackle, or, or think that, that if they pick that particular thing, that would actually really engage you? I don't know because I would have said possibly the nineteen eighties, but we've seen that. In Father's Day. We did, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, maybe if we went right back, Viking, Roman, Centurion Ooh, yeah, time, yeah. that'd be quite interesting. You know, 
where technology isn't necessarily a factor. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. so we're going to sort of, you know, Middle Ages and earlier. Yes. What you yeah. think would be like really, really historical, not yeah. just, you know, 50 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, even in the Second World War, yeah. uh, Queen's coronation episode, the, the Doctor still invented Betamax. So <laughs> technology was still yeah around yeah so um i'm just gonna hit you with the big one now right okay eccleston or tenant you've had one series of each technically you've had one more episode uh, tenant than you've had uh eccleston it's a tough one yeah it's a tough one i at the minute i'm going to say eccleston Mm. because i think i've seen more good episodes with eccleston in than i have with tenant okay i think yeah Series one, although there were a couple of bad episodes, it usually stemmed around average for me. Mm-hmm. It was usually okay. It was watchable. Yeah, where yeah. series two went from absolutely outstanding to unbearable. <laughs> yeah. It was too inconsistent. Yeah, me. yeah. But but thinking not just in terms of the, the, the quality of the writing of themselves, just if you can somehow isolate their performances as the Doctor... And their interpretations of the character. I think... On that front, then, I'd probably say Tennant, because I think some of Eccleston's early performances, they were trying to work out what the Doctor was and who he is. That's fair, yeah. So I think the episodes so far are better with Eccleston. Yeah. But the Doctor and his character are more established with Tennant. Yeah, yeah. And are you starting to see, now that you've seen, like pretty much equal amounts of both like how they tend to vary a bit yeah definitely and 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 how it is the same character but each actor does bring something unique to the role i would say that there is if i were to put pinpoint it i think there is an arrogance to tenant's doctor that was maybe not quite there in the same way with eccleston yeah he also seems almost like comfortable and nonchalant about the threats yeah whereas Eccleston was more direct, yeah. posing the threats, yeah. you know, facing them head on. Yeah, he didn't have that same sort of swagger yeah. to him. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, it'll be interesting to see. Obviously, we've got, we've got a, a, you know, more tenant to come. Yes. See how your opinions on him on change, whether, whether you grow to like him even more or... Yeah, I think... When he's good, he's absolutely outstanding. Yeah. But I think he's been let down in season two. I, he, I would say he definitely I think has in terms of the material. Yeah. He's been one of the best things about the series. Yeah. To the point that like I, I, an episode like Fear, <laughs> if it weren't for... If they'd had a lesser actor in the role of the Doctor as well, can you imagine what a slog that episode would be to watch? Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> so, um, so far... Two series in, they've they've reintroduced one classic villain per series. So series yeah. one, it was the Dalek. Series two, they snuck the Cybermen in there. Now, obviously, you don't have an exhaustive knowledge of the classic series, but mm. what kind of villain would you like them to see them to bring them back in in series three? Like, what sort of thing? Um, what would we not see? Because I mean, you were complaining that the Daleks and Cybermen were kind of similar. In yeah. a lot of ways. So Yeah. I don't know. I, I I quite like the episodes where there's 
like a human threat. Yeah. Where it's like the arrogance of mankind right. sort of fails them. Like I like the idea when Harriet Jones became an enemy of the Doctor for blowing up the ship. Yeah. So I, I like it when it's quite grounded. Yeah. Like that. So not big rubbery aliens. No, maybe. like I I don't want to see the cigarettes again. You know, <laughs> I, I enjoyed their episode. Yeah. But, and, you know, the Slovene. Yeah. How many times can they be wheeled out? Yeah. So, so something a bit more grounded. Yeah, yeah, but at the same time, not completely mental. Like, school reunion, I didn't really enjoy <laughs> the enemies in that. They were just like weird bat monsters. Ah, oh, the Critotane. I love a bit of the Critotane. Yeah, and like Tooth and Claw, where it's just a werewolf. Like, mm. No, but at the same time, I don't like it where it's wispy spirits. So I didn't like the Gelf. I didn't like the one from... Didn't you like any of the things? <laughs> You know, when we were watching, um, what's it called? The Olympic one. Yeah, Fear Her. Wait, yeah, when we watched Fear yeah. Her. And it's just like a child whispering. Yeah. And then a drawing that is just like <laughs> some smoke. Yeah. Just, it's just nothing. Yeah. So. Oh, well, well, you know, we'll see what they, you know. I, I think it's a solid bet to think that they'll, they'll try and they're continuing to reintroduce slowly aspects of the classic series. So who who knows what we're going to get in series three? Yeah. Um, K9. Bring K9 back. With his theme music. That's oh, all I want. I'd be up for that. I mean, again, next episode, in addition to Torchwood, we will be talking about the Sarah Jane adventures. So yeah. fingers crossed for a bit of, uh, of uh, K9 action in that. Yeah. Hopefully get some shots of Sarah Jane drinking wine at the side of a road. <laughs> oh, we can, but I hope. Whilst Sort of feigning a smile. But... I mean, would you ideally would you just like Sarah Jane Adventures to be the K9 and Company theme tune on a loop for half an hour? I watched the K9 and Company theme tune today. That's how much like, <laughs> I like that. Is it just what you do to prepare for a podcast it's just, session? It's, it's just, just fun, isn't it? Yeah, it is fun. It I do, do enjoy it. It never fails to bring a smile to my face. <laughs> so, I want to my last question. Okay. Um... What's the face of Bo's secret? I think the face of Bo's secret. Yeah. I think it's going to pertain to the history of the Doctor. I think it's going to be perhaps that he can get back to Rose. Right. Perhaps, you know, something to do with the time war, maybe. Yeah. You know, if the Daleks are randomly hiding between dimensions, possibly. Right. So, some like crucial mission information. Yes, I, I, I don't think it's going to be throwaway. Right. Even though it sort of was in season two, it was just yeah. like I've got a secret. Yeah, just it was such a placeholder. Just like we'll we'll come back to this later. Yeah. And of course, was any part of you expecting it to be payoff at the end of series two? I would have liked it yeah. to, because I'm sick of waiting. <laughs> you know, we've had this with Bad Wolf. Yeah, they definitely they are playing the long game with it. Yeah, for some reason. Yeah, who knows why? So, um, yeah, I'm I'm trying to think. Of, is there any other sort of aspects of series two that kind of jumped out that were kind of distinct from series one? Or, um... I th- I think the standalone stories were stronger in the sense that they did stand alone. Yeah. Series 1 was more interlinked. Yeah, it felt more cohesive. Yeah. It? Yeah. Yeah. 
But then there are some fantastic highlights in series two. I mean, we'll get on to it when we get into my episode. There are exactly five good episodes. Oh, right. Well, should we we launch into the... I'll give you a uh, clue. Two of them are (laughs) two-parters. So there are three good stories. (laughs) So, um, yeah. Yeah. Should we do another gift before we move on? Why not? Okay, now this one is sort of a two-part gift. Oh, okay. Okay. Now, I got... For you, the Doctor Who 2007 <laughs> annual. Now it, it's got a holographic front where oh. Eccleston turns into Tennant. Oh, that's pretty cool. Okay. Now the bad news is, when it came, it was second hand, so one of the yeah. word searches is done. Oh no. Okay. But what I wanted to do, yeah, was there's actually a section of Doctor Who themed jokes. <laughs> oh, brilliant. So I was just wondering if we could see if you can guess these. Okay. Okay. I'll give it a go. Right, so this comes from a section in the book called Doctor Ho Ho. I <laughs> uh, see what they did there. Right. How can you tell a Slovene is an alien? Because it's big and green and rubbery. Because it's only got one eye. As in uh, the word yeah. Slovene has one eye, we know yeah. the aliens have two. Yeah, I was going to say that literally doesn't make sense. <laughs> okay. Right. Here's a better. I mean, there are monoptical aliens in the Doctor Who universe. They could have. Why? Why didn't they go with Alpha Centauri? If they said, "What? How can you tell Alpha Centauri is an alien?" It's because she's only got one eye. That would have been fine. I'm annoyed by that. Carry on. Right. What time is it when a Dalek runs over your foot? Um, I, 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 I genuinely don't know. Time to call the doctor. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Go on. Did you hear about the time-travelling cow? No, I didn't hear about the time-travelling cow. Its name was Dr. Moo. Okay. One final one? Yeah, uh, if we must. What did Rose Tyler have for tea? No, I've no idea. An unidentified frying object. That's also yours. You can take that away. Oh, lovely. I'm just going to have a look at this uh, hologram cover. Oh, close. It's pretty cool. Tenon. Eccleston. Tenon. Eccleston. Bit of a shame that they went with a with a straight straight ahead shot of Eccleston, but then like a three quarter profile of uh, Tennant, so it doesn't doesn't really work. I know they tried. They tried. I, I won't tell. I won't tell you how much that cost me on eBay. <laughs> but was it more money than it should have? No. Let's okay. just say if I spent a pound, I got ninety nine pence change. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, there's comics. Yep, it's got it all. Yeah, it's got I'm, it all. I'm, I'm genuinely going to enjoy this. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I thought that'd be uh, nice for you. Yeah, thank you very much. Right. You're more than welcome. <laughs> right. What are we moving on to? Uh, episode rankings. Okay. So, same deal as last time. Um, I'm just going to just rattle through them, really. Um, and I guess you'll sort of just chip in. You'll just sort of chip in when you strongly agree or disagree. And, well, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll give you my top ten. Okay. Because it's only got three in it. <laughs> okay. Okay, so. well, we'll start at the bottom. Okay. And we'll get there. We'll get to your, your top ten in, in due course. So, bottom of the pile, what what's it going to be? It's got to be fear. Huh? Yeah, it is. It yeah. is. Absolutely. Just... Just boring. Yeah, almost no redeeming mm. qualities whatsoever. Yeah. Now... 
What what do you think would I uh, would I rank at number ten? I I think we're going to have either New Earth, mm-hmm. maybe Love and Monsters, maybe Tooth and Claw. Come on, colours to the mast. Out of those three, which do you think I'm it is? I'm going to say you think it is New Earth. You are correct, sir. Yeah. Number 10, I've got New Earth. Um, or it is saved from last place only because fear is so dull. Yeah. It's I at mean, least got a bit of pep in its step, New Earth. I, I think New it, Earth... I, I was expecting it to be the episode that really introduced Tennant's Doctor. And it just... It doesn't really. No, because they fart around with all this body swap stuff instead. So yeah. I feel like he... he Tenant, a lot of doctors, especially if you take into account classic ones as well, a lot of them have a rough start for whatever reason. Take a while to really warm up in the role. Nobody gets a rougher start than Tennant, I think, in terms of the episodes that he starts out with. See, one question yeah. I have about New Earth. Yeah. If you were building a hospital, where would you put the gift shop? <laughs> At number nine. Never forget, New Earth yeah. as well also spawned the joke. About fucking it, a cat. Yes, it, it certainly did. So, yeah, there's that. Thanks, New Earth. So, uh, number nine, Love and Monsters, obviously. Uh, in some ways, it's maybe surprising that such a, an episode I hate so vehemently is still my... F- <laughs> it's still I, I, third I, I think I'd bottom. rank that above Tooth and Claw. Would you? Mm. Yeah. No, I, 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 that's that's fair. I, I enjoy Tooth and Claw a lot more than you do, but yeah. um, I know it's not everyone's cup of tea. And Love and Monsters, as we say, for all of its flaws, for all the, the way it unravels at the end, up until that closing sort of 10, 15 minutes, mm. I do think it's it's quite a solid bit of fun. Yeah. Oh, Love and Monsters. What a disappointment. Number eight. This one might surprise you. I, I think, for me, if obviously I'd have put Tooth and Claw yeah, here, yeah. I'm going to take a punt and say, you've maybe put Rise of the Cybermen, Edge of Steel. You're right, yeah. That, that That's like best of the rest for me. It's not even that for me. I, I, I It's not terrible. It's not terrible at all. But well, for me, it, it I think... It falls into the middle ground between yeah. the shit yeah. and the great. And I think, for me, that I'm frustrated by... As someone who really likes the Cybermen, mm-hmm. and I really, really do, I hate the Cyber Cybermen, and I feel like there's there's such a cheap, plasticky, disposable. We saw like a bit of them getting blown up by three Daleks in in uh, Doomsday. So, so did you just... not like them in the finale either? They're okay. They're okay, but they they're basically cannon fodder. Yeah. By about the halfway point, as soon as the Daleks turn up, it's obvious that RTD has just got a massive horn on for the Daleks and doesn't really. Yeah, they do care sort of about go, the Cybermen. They go from like the main threat just to. They're like just a there. B point. Don't yeah, they? and it's and it's a good sort of bait and switch, and I do enjoy the structure of those episodes. But I love the Cybermen, and I feel like. Despite being featured in four episodes in series two, they don't really get a fair crack of the whip. I haven't really felt like mm-hmm. they've done the concept of the Cybermen justice yet. So that for me, that's kind of like my my bottom four there. We're now moving into the middle of the pack for me. Yeah. And I'm making a last minute change, actually. I've just uh, looked at my list and I'm second guessing myself. So actually, I'm going to put the Christmas Invasion. Ah, uh, see, I didn't know if we'd be counting that in our rankings. But yeah, I'm counting it. Yeah, I'd probably put it middle of the pack as well, I'd say. 
I enjoyed it at the time, but I think it's surpassed by some episodes. Yeah, for me, it's just the fact that you have to wait so long to get the Doctor. When you get it, it's brilliant. Yeah. But uh, there's a lot of waiting around for that final act. So then at number six, I've got Tooth and Claw. Right. So it's, it's like, it's right in the middle there for me. So it'd be lowered down. Yeah. No, I, I, look, it's not perfect, but I, I, I enjoy the historical aspect. The monks are daft, but it's yeah. fun. It's, it, it's just fun. I, 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 it's what, we get to the point of ones where we're like, it's not necessarily my favourite, but I would, I would happily, if it's on, I'm sitting down and watching the whole mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. So then I've got uh, The Idiot's Lantern at number five. Oh, I forgot about that. That, <laughs> that, that would be lower for me. Yeah, I'm yeah. not surprised. Yeah. yeah. I almost blanked that one. <laughs> yeah, no, I still have a soft spot for that one. And then number four, I've got School Reunion. Oh, again, that would be lower for me. Yeah. Although, like, the thing is, there's so much crap I'd probably have to put something. <laughs> so, yeah, so something's got to be in your four or five slots. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's why me, I only picked uh, a top three. Yeah, I think the rest. And we're getting into the top three now, and I think we're on the same page. I don't know whether yeah. our rankings will be the same. So, third place, Army of Ghosts, Doomsday. Yes. Yeah, I'd be the same. Yeah, because it, it's it's a really really solid finale, but I think it is eclipsed by yeah the, the standalone episodes that absolutely yeah. So then number two, right? I think we should count down. Okay. And both say our number two at the same time to right. see if we've both got the same thing as number one. Okay. Right. So three, two, one. Girl Impossible in the fireplace. Oh, I'd put Girl in the fireplace number one. I really? Think. Yeah. Would you? No. I, I, as I said at the time, I don't know what it is, but I was totally charmed by yeah. that episode. It is a cracking episode. I mean, it's it's the a hair's breadth between the two of them yeah. for me. They I, are I both like them really, both really strong. for entirely different reasons. Mm-hmm. I like the sort of kick-ass action of Impossible Planet. Yeah. But I like... I just like the human-grounded story, even yeah. though it's like got it's, time distortion. Yeah, it's 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 fanciful but grounded at the same yeah. time. And, and, oh man, those clockwork droids. Yeah. the By far the most interesting villain design we've seen so far oh, in the new easily. series. Yeah. So, you know, really if you think about stuff. some of like the rubbery, latex, shitty aliens <laughs> we've seen... Someone yeah. spent a lot of time making those yeah. drawings. Yeah, I think all of the time that they that that they uh, saved doing fear her maybe. Yeah, and the budget. Yeah. Oh man. So ugh, rough old season. Yeah. It really is. The thing, the thing is, if it if it was all crap, I'd sign out of this podcast. Yeah. But the thing is, when it's good, it's great. Yeah. Every so often, you just get that hit, and it's just enough to keep you. Yeah. Hooked. Yeah. It's disappointing, really, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, fingers crossed, maybe there'll be a bit more wheat and a little less chaff in Series 3. Hopefully. Hopefully. If it gets consistently good, as in, like, as good as we know it can be, I'd be overawed by it. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of the good TV shows, the ones that are heralded as, like, the best, your Breaking Bads, your Game of Thrones, Yeah. it's not necessarily that they're, like great although they are yeah. is that they're consistently great yeah. uh, to be fair though i think those kinds of shows have one big advantage budget well okay two big <laughs> advantages uh they've got budget and they've also got 
a consistent setting and cast of characters. Yeah. That is one thing Doctor Who will never have. Yeah. Um, and But that is, to me, is again, it's, as I've said before, it's part of the charm of the show. It's part of the reason I love it so much. It's the fact that it, it that gives it license to be more experimental, to go to some weird and interesting places that other shows couldn't do. And it basically allows it to fall somewhere between a serialised show like a Breaking Bad or Game of Thrones and an anthology show like Black Mirror or Twilight Zone or something like that. It's kind of in between those two. And I, I kind of love it for that. And so, inevitably, it's hit and miss. And I, I, I don't think we are anywhere close to the strongest series yet. There are some right. really, really consistent series coming up. But having said that, even the most consistent ones, there's the odd clunker in there, here and there. Mm-hmm. And it's just... You've just got to roll with the punches when it comes to Doctor Who. So I hope you're starting to learn that. Hopefully. Hopefully get that. So, you know, we'll see. So. Would you like another gift? Why not? Right. This one, there's a bit of a story behind it. (laughs) Because, obviously, we record in my attic. We do, yeah. We sit at the table. Quite often I have tea to accompany us. Yep. So I've got a Slytherin coaster that uh-huh. uh, my girlfriend bought me. Now, my plan was, I ordered you a K9 and company coaster. Oh, you're kidding. Right? Yeah. Unfortunately, it didn't come. Oh. But in its place, they sent me a four-pack of Doctor Who coasters. Oh, wow. So I thought you could have one here for oh. when we record, and you can take the rest with you. Oh, that's lovely. Let's have a bunch of these. So oh. it was just meant to be a K9 one. But they seem to have sent me the wrong thing. Ah, oh, well, we've got... It's a, it's astonishing, can I just say, that a canine and company coaster even exists. Yep. And I it do now need to hunt that down. What have we got? We've got? We've got a TARDIS. We've got a little page from a comic book. Here we go. Classic Vorp Vorp. Do you remember when we were talking uh, yeah. about... Yeah. That is the canonical um, uh, sound that the uh, TARDIS makes. Oh, that's pretty cool. Ah. Oh. Lovely Cyberman one and a lovely Dalek one. Oh, these are cracking. So, like I say, you can choose one, leave it here for when we record, and the rest you can take with you. Oh, that's quite lovely. That's a nice gift, isn't it? It is a lovely gift. Thank you so much. Oh, I feel really bad now. I've not gotten you anything. Uh, I wouldn't feel too bad because my my sort of guide was five presents, five pounds. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, to be fair... You'll notice I've, like prefaced all of these by saying when i was looking on ebay so yeah and 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 to to be fair i did used to work for a promotional products company so i know how easy it is to make a printed coaster yeah 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 all right so series highs and lows so i think we you we you tasked me. You, this was your yeah. idea for a segment. Um, we just like picking a single uh, high I, point and I low point. I wanted you to pick the one outstanding element of series two. Okay. And the one worst thing of series okay. two. Okay. I'm not going objective with these, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going purely subjective for the feelings that these moments elicit from me. I, I would say mine are the same. Okay. So, what should we, should we do... Low points first, end yeah. on a high. Yep. Okay, so uh, you go first. What's your low point? Ursula. Yeah, that, I mean, that's not a surprise. No. But, uh, yeah. I, I just think she drained the life out of me like a Dementor. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. 
the the single worst thing about the series. I I still find it, but I, look, I understand the paving slab aspect, right? And yeah. how awful that is. But I I I struggle to see how she was portrayed as like an intriguing romance interest <laughs> when she's a fucking dullard that does nothing but complain all the time. I really don't know why you hate her so much. Have, have you? I, I know that we harmless. always use. I know we always use the old analogy. If we went to the pub and I yeah, brought my friend, yeah. have you ever been to the pub with one of your friends, and they bring their girlfriend or their wife, and they're just horrible, and you can't understand why they're together. Yeah, yeah, I've been in that, that situation. That's the role Ursula plays in the series. Really? Too. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I think she's fine. I mean, Elton is just like socially retarded, basically, <laughs> isn't he? So he's looking for love wherever he can get it. Yeah. And she's just a dullard. We'll have to agree to differ on that one. Um, but yeah, no, it's not. It's not. She's not my highlight of the series, though. Imagine if I say. Yeah. yeah. No. Um. But for me, nothing for me hits me lower than the resolution of New Earth, in which the Doctor saves. The, the those people by just mixing up a load of yeah. colourful chemicals in a bucket and washes them better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't look. I don't come to Doctor Who for rigorous science, no. right? It's not that kind of a show. But see, oh, one of man. one of my low points would have come from New Earth, and it's the shot of the cat nurse falling down the yeah, elevator shaft. That was another contender was, for me. That was poor. It really is just a badly executed uh, yeah. shot, isn't it? It's just bad editing. Oh dear. Right. Okay. But, but in in contrast to Ursula, yeah, my series high, yes, is Madame de Pompadour. All right. I, yeah. I think that shows how powerful like a bit part character can be. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's an absolutely like enamoring performance. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I've already rated that episode as yeah. my favourite, but that that performance stands out to me as the exact polar opposite of her. Yeah, no, it, it is a spellbinding performance. It's, it's mm. you know, really does the script justice. Um for me, my high point, and this is why I, I caveated with this is just pure emotional response. I don't expect you to agree at all. It's Sarah Jane reuniting with the Doctor. It just, it hits me. And every time I watch that episode, it hits me more. The, so, the, the more I steep myself in the classic well, series. I mean, you know, on our very, very first episode, yeah. I said I have no pre-existing relationship yeah. to the show. So. Yeah. I, I can probably understand if somebody yeah. did. Why yeah, not? yeah. It, it it really... And she plays it so beautifully, so understatedly, and it's just... Mm. Uh, and, and, of course, again, it is... Is it understated because she can't do anything? As we know from <laughs> the opening of K9 and Company. Is it understated because, like, that's her in top gear? No, she is a lovely actor, and she, she, she plays the part really well. And I'm hoping we'll see that in... Uh, uh, Sarah Jane Adventures. Mm. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm in mind that's aimed at children. Yes, um, but I I'm really quite excited to see that because I've never seen a, right. even a second of Sarah Jane Adventures. So I'm far more excited about that than digging into Torchwood, to be honest. Right. Um, so it'll be really really interesting. Um, but yeah, no, I just 
I, it's one of those moments that I cannot detach the emotive part of my brain. I cannot, I cannot think of that moment objectively. Right. It's just pure emotion for me. So it's a bit like me and Ursula, but the emotion is <laughs> hatred. <laughs> so speaking speaking of Ursula, we were having a chat after we did our recording of uh, Love and Monsters. Yes. And you ended up doing a bit of googling and stumbled across. Some Ursula fan fiction. Yeah, what, some, possibly the greatest bit of writing on the internet, at least the, the bit of it that I, that I scanned. Um, so I was, we're going to see if I can pull it up on my phone as well. We were thinking we might do a little dramatic reading of it, and I will give full credit to the, uh, uh, to the author. So it, it comes from the website gallifreyarchive.com. Uh-huh. It's written by Daniel Whitaker, and it was submitted... On March 28th, 2016. So it's fairly recent. So. Yeah. um, So Ursula's still out there in the consciousness. Okay, so. Yeah, this is is basically structured like an interview. Yeah. With. uh, So it's called Whatever Happened to Ursula Blake. Yeah. And uh, and as I say, props to uh, Daniel Whitaker. I hope you don't mind. We've not asked permission, but I really, really hope you don't mind us reading your work. Um, I, I, I genuinely unreservedly like this so hats off to you mate okay okay hello ursula how are you i'm fine thank you well i'm as good as a paving slab can be it's been 10 years since your exploit with the doctor and since you met elton how has the past decade been to be honest it's not been the best 10 years i mean i've been a paving slab so you can't really go out and socialize without turning a few heads which is cruel in a way because i can't turn mine (laughs) The people I care about have been very supportive and understanding now, and they've accepted that I'm not a massive fan of socialising, so they've not forced me to do anything I didn't want to do. How are you and Elton? Well, once we'd met and started Linda, I knew we just clicked, as you saw in the documentary <laughs> Love and Monsters. Once we'd defeated the Absorbaloff, and I was saved by the Doctor in a paving slab, I thought that mine and Elton's relationship would be over, which left me heartbroken. Luckily for me, though, I seem to have picked the right man, and he stuck by me. Like he said at the end of Love and Monsters, we even had a bit of a love life. Which was nice. (laughs) Since then, our relationship has had its ups and downs, like any relationship, really. He tried to propose with a ring, but didn't really think it through. I have no fingers. (laughs) So the ring was totally redundant and just reminded me how tortuous this life was. So I just burst into tears. How did Elton take that? Not too well, really. In fact, I'd say he took it as badly as possible. I mean, I know he's had a tough life and he always said that I was the best thing that had ever happened to him. He kind of went off the rails then, stormed out and left me in our flat alone. Of course, I relied on Elton for most things and I was just sat there in tears, waiting for him to calm down and come back. When did he come back? I lost track, really. It was about three or four days, I think. I'm pretty sure he stopped at his cousin's in Stratford. But we tried not to talk about it too much. It was a dark time for both of us. (laughs) Since everyone in Linda had to go their separate ways, do you still try and keep up to date with the Doctor? Not really. I mean, when there's an alien invasion, me and Elta guess that it's him who miraculously saves humanity from certain disaster. We found a blog, too, from a bloke called Clive, but that hasn't been updated since 2005, which is a shame. It'd be nice to have another network of Doctor lovers again. Not run by an Absorbaloff, though. (laughs) I know you're a fan of the Doctor, so I have to ask, uh, if you could have one trip in the TARDIS, where would you go and why? That's a great question that Elton has never asked me, 
I don't know, really. I suppose I'd like to go back to in time to my mum and dad's wedding. I've always wanted to see my dad look dapper and my mum look beautiful. Photographs don't really do it justice, you know. Either there, or if I could go into the future, I'd like to find out if there's ever going to be any surgery that could give me a proper body again. Being able to walk would be nice, and being able to hold Elton's hands. Last question. If the Doctor reads this, is there anything you would like to say to him? Thank you for giving me another shot at life, even if it is in unusual circumstances. He had no obligation, and he helped me the best he could. Agree to disagree. <laughs> that I, is... I can't work out if that's written as a piss take. Nor can I. But either way, I have nothing but respect for the writer. I, I think that's gorgeous. It, it's either <laughs> someone with a lot of love for the episode doing, you know, like... The most that. deadpan of, uh, yeah. Yeah, because there's a bit where it's just like, how's life? Yeah, it's alright, I'm a paving slab. <laughs> Yeah, I can't tell if that's written with real love or like a sarcastic it's, tone. If a typical Doctor Who fan, it's both simultaneously. Probably. So um, yeah, now hats off to you, Daniel Whitaker. That's um, cracking bit of writing, and uh, yeah, hopefully you don't mind us uh, broadcasting it to the world. I mean, right. you've put it on the internet, so now, as we've read that, yeah, okay, it's time for your next gift. All right, okay. Now, as we know, throughout season two. You became a father. I did, yes. Okay, to your child, Scooty Manista Absorbaloff. Yep. Okay, so this is actually a little gift for the two of you to share. Ah. Okay, it's a uh, Mr. Man book called Dr. Tenth. Oh, fantastic. I'm aware of these. I've not actually read any of them. And it makes a lot more sense now, when I bought it, why the fuck he's got 3D glasses on. Yeah. Ah. Oh, that's amazing. So that's just something for you to share together. Oh, I, this is delightful. Thank you so there much. There you go. Oh. You know, the, 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 the difficulty is that now the completest in me is going to want to buy all the others in the set. Well, we'll just have to wait, won't we? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, 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 you know what? You're genuinely making me feel awful for not getting no, you. No, as I say, your company alone is oh. my present. Oh, well, that's, that's delightful. So... We've only really got one more thing on our, our schedule for this um, Series 2 wrap-up episode, which I hope has been enjoyable. Mm-hmm. We really enjoy doing these wrap-ups, um, yeah. So, I, but I, they feel very self-indulgent. Yeah. <laughs> they, no. um, but yeah, we, you suggested to me, you wanted to, to start, now that we've got a couple of series under our belts, a bit of a sort of leaderboard. Of, yes, um, yeah. series on we, series. Where we'd rank the series. Now, I think we need to come to an agreement. Okay. I think it's going to be too easy. If we keep our separate ones, then that's going to be, um, you know, that's going to get complicated. Um, so I think after each series, we need to agree where this one ranks. Okay. So obviously, it's going to be fairly straightforward, I think, at this yeah, early at stage. This juncture, yeah. But as we progress through the series, it's going to get harder and harder, I think, to find out. Uh, to, to, to establish where we would rank each one in relation to the others. So, Series 1, Series 2, which comes out on top? I think Series 1. Yeah. I think it does a better job world-building, establishing yep. characters, establishing some of the lore. I think, like I say, it it's not perfect, no. but I think the worst episode in Series 1 
is better than the worst episode in series two. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that by some distance. Mm. And um, I mean, in series two's favour, we have a really, really strong performance from David Tennant. Yes. Um, we have Billy Piper coming into her own, I think, more as more as an actor. I think she's really settled in by that point. And the, her performance in Doomsday is so heartbreaking. Yes. So well done. Um, and there is so much character development in the series, too. We get, a, we get our first proper um, arc for Mickey. <laughs> we get to know Jackie better as a character. So... Th- it's hard. I think it's easy sometimes um, to l- just focus on the the crappy stories in series two, of yeah. which there are plenty. But if you take a step back and try to appreciate the series as a whole, I don't think it does everything terribly. It, no, it's no. Um, there's a lot of good, even buried away in some often quite mediocre stories. Um, but yeah, for me, it, it it's a, it's an easy decision. Series one definitely comes out on top against series yes. two. Yeah, I totally agree. So we'll just have to wait and see whether series three can uh, top series one. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Hopefully um, it's not worse than series two. Could you imagine that? Yeah. No, that would that would not be. That would uh, break me. I think it might. I and I do. I really want us to go the distance with this podcast, and and every. Yeah. Every time, every time we reach a poor episode, like Fear Her, I thought that might be it. I thought we were... It almost was. Yeah. So, I'm really... There are there are going to be a couple more bumps in the road. And I hope you're prepared for that. Well, hopefully the worst <laughs> is over. Fingers crossed, eh? So, um, before we get stuck into The Runaway Bride, which is the, the Christmas yep. special for 2006... Uh, we've got uh, a little diversion we've mentioned earlier. We're going to be watching uh, the first episode of Torchwood and the first episode of Sarah Jane Adventures. Yeah. Uh, doing a bit of a compare and contrast. That's right. Yeah. Um, which is going to be really interesting. Then after that, we're going to be doing our first uh, dip into the world of the second Doctor. Yes. Patrick Troughton, one of my favourites. Um, and after much umming and ahhing, I have settled on uh, Tomb of the Cybermen. I kind of didn't want to do it because I'm a bit Cybermaned out right now. Yes. Yeah. Um, but it'd be but, nice for a comparison. Yeah, and the trouble with the uh, with the second Doctor more than any other Doctor, most of his episodes are missing. Right. Which is makes it hard, and I wanted to t- try and stick to a four parter because I don't want to give you too much. Yeah. And I really, uh, I was tempted to go for the Seeds of Death, which is a six parter. Um, be too much. It would get yeah, me. I think it would, uh, and I really, as we say, I'm really trying not to break you with this yeah. whole endeavour. So, uh, Tomb of the Cybermen, four parter. All the episodes exist. Bish bash bosh. Uh, that'll be really fun. So, um, that's going to be the next couple of episodes for us. We have one more gift. <sighs> I, I haven't okay. been keeping count. I this feel is the biggie. Wow. Okay. I feel do you overwhelmed. Recall, do you recall when we were discussing the latest series, and I said. In my youth, I saw an £8,000 painting of Bradley Wall. <laughs> yep. You'll see that I have a picture frame? Yeah, you certainly do. It's not a painting of Bradley Walsh. <laughs> oh. There is a story behind this. Okay. Okay. A few, well, I'll say a few years ago, I, I don't know when. My older brother, okay, uh-huh. has never once watched Doctor Who. Right. But for some reason, basically, he's got more money than sense. Uh-huh. When he was at a Comic-Con type event, bought a Doctor Who picture. 
Right. He's never once hung it. <laughs> okay. So I asked politely yeah. if I could have it for the purpose of this episode. So to celebrate the end of series two, David, there's a nice picture for you and your house. Oh, wow. That is gorgeous. Why, why did he... If he doesn't like Doctor Who, why did he buy that? I have... Like I say, he's got more money than sense. Uh, so, listener, if I can tell you, this is this is like a beautiful piece of fan art. Um, it looks like a sort of, you know, ink drawing, maybe, of um, of the TARDIS. Just sort of sat um, with roses twining around it. Presumably a reference to Rose, the character. Maybe. That would I, be my guess. I have Googled multiple times Yeah. Uh, TARDIS picture with yeah. Rose. And of course, it know. just brings up Billy Piper. I can't yeah, find the name of the, the artist. artist. I would love to be able to credit the artist. I'm actually, I'm going to pop this on uh, on Reddit and see if anyone recognises it and can tell me. Because mm. I really want to find out. That is gorgeous. And we will, obviously, we will post a picture of it on the Twitter. Yeah. Um, and... I sound like, a, like an old man, don't I? The Twitter. Yeah. I mean, our Twitter feed. But you get the idea. Yeah. I'm not a hundred years old. That is beautiful. Thank you so much. No, you're more than welcome. Oh, I I felt overwhelmed before. How do you think I feel now? I'm terrible at, at, at gifts. Angry. <laughs> I'm furious with you, Matt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you so much. No, this has been such than, a joy. You're more than welcome. Ah. Right, well... Um, that does it for this uh, particular that is it. series There's wrap no up. More gifts. I'm 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 oddly relieved by. That. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, so thank you very much for listening, and we hope you'll tune in next week for Torchwood and the Sarah Jane Adventures. See you then. Cheerio. Bye now. contact us our email address is timenorspacepod at gmail.com and on twitter we are at timenorspacepod and thank you to alexander urban for his smashing arrangement of the doctor